Wow, we just got to shake off that combo. That was wild. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not bad or good, just like a, you know, just a totally different energy. All three of us with some (laughs) depth and vulnerability, like, accessed. (laughs) God damn, for real. I mean, honestly, it felt good. Like, I'm happy we did it, but also, it's a weird segue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're ready to have some fun now. Yeah. <laughs> Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the Ted. Starring the Ted. Star. The. Uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The. Podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Oh, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith, greatest podcast in all the land, all the land. Oh, all right, we're back in action. The top left square, beaming in from all city, goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? <laughs> welcome back to another episode of fun-filled happiness and light <laughs> subject matter. <laughs> the boys had a wild talk before this one started. What's up, everybody? Pump to cast. Let's do it. Cool. <laughs> Down there in the bottom square, beaming in for Palm Springs. Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Man, I feel good. We laughed a lot during that. It was real, real, but it was there was part of it that was fun the whole time. That was That's great. True. Love you, boys. And, and disclosure, don't. <laughs> Please email us. Don't email us what we're talking about. We we can't say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Not a chance, dude. It's in the vault. Right. <laughs> was well, a fun chat, though. It was. Well, I mean, you know, cathartic. You it, cathartic is the word I was looking for. Fun yes. was not right. Cathartic. Cathartic. Yeah. Well, you say it all the time and, and we forget to. It's got a nice like. And here's a little behind the scenes. Like, yeah. We just spent about a half hour having a real serious talk about stuff in everybody's lives. But also, like, besides doing the podcast, like, obviously, it's awesome. Everybody listens. But it's also nice for the three of us to get together. So, like, every once in a while, the, the boys are just the boys before we actually start casting. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And it wasn't like a bad talk. It was like just us us pitching about our lives, basically. Pitching <laughs> about our lives and trying to figure out the next 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, though, things like that, man, I feel like that's what people are missing kind of in today's society. Like, it's just so relatable. Like, just hearing both of your guys' pain, like, I feel better, truly. And sharing some of mine also was helpful, you know? Well, it's yeah. tough, too. I mean, you know, we could talk about, like, that part of it. It's tough, too, is I feel like sometimes people only, like, uh, you know, like this. Like, we were just sitting here. We can all see each other. We're over Zoom. But it's like, we're just, we're actually talking. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not out at a restaurant. We're not at an event. There's not something else going on. I think that's what's tough for people, too, is outside of phone calls. It's tough to really stop down and and, you know, just spend time with a couple of people. I mean, you know, people get busy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel like life is getting busier for like the average American. And I don't feel like phones help that, you know, like technology was supposed to set us free. This is like, God. I almost don't want to say this on a recording. This was like the Unabomber's whole thing. He's like, technology is actually enslaving us. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> like, I was about to say it. And I was like, oh, my God, he's kind of right. Um, but yeah, because you're just there's always emails and texts and whatever you got to get back to, you know? Wow. I mean, I, go ahead, Matt. I read that guy's manifesto and I wasn't like, this guy's crazy the whole time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, he, he was crazy. 
<laughs> right, but there was points in his manifesto where I wasn't explicitly like lunatic. I was like, ah, you know. But yeah, I mean, you 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 got to take the bad with the good in that case, and the bad outweighs it. So yeah, well, it's also it's also how that stuff can work sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. And one interesting thing about the guy, I mean, he went to Harvard at sixteen. Like, obviously, he's you know very bright, and he you know he was. He studied math and he's just like, I, I feel like the smarter people are, sometimes they can see around corners, you know, like Bill Gates put out that book in like the late nineties, like basically predicting all of the internet. And it's like, you know, for better or for worse, I don't agree with his methods, but he did sort of see some things that were coming. And I'm, and of course that's all layered over with his, you know, personal prejudices, prejudices and things that happened in his life where he was sort of, you know, rejected by women and stuff. But as far from the, the technological or societal side, it, it, he did have some interesting commentary. Uh, that being said, uh, I can't say I'm a fan. Same. Of the Unabomber? I think that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, people are like fanboy. Like, I just want to be like, you know, I'm not a fanboy, but I think it's okay to not, you know, we don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Even if he had some ideas that are relevant and seemingly prescient now, um, you know, obviously, I just don't agree with his, his methods weren't effective, yeah. one and two, they were horrific, you know, so pretty messed up individual, but you know, not all his fault. I will say on the technology front, though, like a lot of stuff is made for convenience. And this is gonna, this is a far stretch. But uh, Mike had a good list today of like, uh, like stuff from the last two decades, like not technology, but just kind of household stuff we don't use anymore. And one of them was the electric can opener. And it's like, huh. yeah, when I grew up, my mom, my aunts, everybody used those electric can openers. And it's like, it was made for convenience. It was like a higher tech thing. But like, it wasn't like we all agreed, but somewhere along the way in the last 20 years, they're like, let's just use a regular can opener. Yeah. <laughs> so manual, dude, you're right. Yeah. So I think there is, there will be some pullback too. I mean, you look at a lot of people now that don't even have any social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's there is. And actually, you know, I met a this this is such a wild drop. It feels like I'm I don't know, whatever, tell you what it is, but I was chatting with this guy who is a club and event promoter and he wanted we were gonna exchange information and homeboy pulls out a flip phone, T nine, no apps. Nice. Like it can't <laughs> even have apps. And I was like, damn, and he's probably twenty six, you know? Like young, cool, tattooed. And I was just like, right. damn, bro. All right. So the pendulum could swing back, Ted. Could swing That's, back. He may be early. Yeah, that one just when Mike said that today, I was, I don't know, it just kind of hit me. I was oh. like, yeah, that's true. That seemed like the height of convenience and technology, but people just stop using the electric can opener. Yeah. And, you know, there are obviously a lot of benefits. I mean, Uber for comes to mind right off the top. It's just so convenient. And they're ch we always laugh. They're testing those uh, those ghost cars all around our neighborhood. We saw like nine of them last night when we went out for a quick drive. And uh, like those things are pretty crazy, man. No drive, just the driverless cars. And uh, I mean, that's going to be wild, too. Apparently, people are having sex in them. So they're like having some issues. I read like, that story. Cool. Yeah. So that's my neighborhood. <laughs> well, I think that's in San Fran, people, because they already use them. People have been hooking up in them. And it's yeah. like, well. What do you expect? I mean, I don't know about you guys. In my 20s, I definitely hooked up in the back of a cab before. I mean, we didn't have sex, but like, yeah, so I mean, that's what that's what younger people do on a night out. Like, 
Well, especially the without the driver. So that's what my girl was asking. It's like, are there going to be like basically vans that are just roaming hotel rooms for sex? Oh, I feel like she took that a step further, but I mean, I like it. <laughs> well, because the thing is with no driver, you don't even really need the seat configuration that every modern car has. I mean, it could just be like an apartment, you know, like granted, could. there's like crashes and stuff, but like crashes yeah. are going to become less and less with these things, too. I still wouldn't feel safe just laying in the back of a van that's being, even if it's just being driven Ted, by this somebody. Is preposterous. I've seen you in like a, an RV uh, just walking around drinking beers while on the road. This is I preposterous. Sat, I sat at the table with a seatbelt on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe, that, maybe it was me. Maybe I was acting out, dude. I don't know. But <laughs> one of us. Wise, safety wise, they just wouldn't let it fly because you'd have to have car seats. Like just car seats for people to sit in. Yeah. I mean, you know, it does not having to have the driver up there. It does change how you can do some of the sort of car crumpling technology and stuff. I mean, it, it may really change the game in terms of crash test safety and stuff too. Cause you really, once you can configure things differently, well, I don't know. I mean, you're still getting front side impacts. Yeah. Tough to say. I don't think we're the guys to solve this. <laughs> I was just thinking about, yeah, no, we're not. I still live. Jesus, man. I what still if you live died in like that and they like have to discover the car. Like they open it up and you're just dead in a 69. So, so, that would be the best. <laughs> that would be the best. You're ready. No one what knows how I... they're going to die, but if I could pick that, I would. Oh my God, dude. I, Ted, I'm sorry to interrupt. I know um, how much of this story can I even say? Um, a God, I really have to obscure it. A prominent. Seattle, uh, a name that everyone would know in Seattle, uh, died in his early seventies, and the um, the the story that went out was that he died of a heart attack. The part they didn't tell you is that he <laughs> he did die of a heart attack, but he was uh, having sex in a hot tub with a twenty two year old. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> like people heard that and they were horrified. I was like, God damn, good for him, man. <laughs> yeah just i mean rip it, rip it buddy <laughs> early 70s like go for it fella <laughs> <laughs> i really wish i could say who it was ted i'll tell you guys off cast, put in the but... chat put in the chat okay yeah. i will uh yeah well it's like uh what's i gonna say we were having a discussion last week on the men's room and like the poll question was something about like you get bitten by this spider and like something happens or this or that. And it's like, or get attacked by like a shark or a bear. It's like, Oh, I'm taking the bear attack. Same way. It's like, you know, like, Oh yeah. Ted Smith died in his late seventies because of this or that. And it's like, well, he died early in his fifties, but he got attacked and mauled by a bear, dude. Like it's a much yeah. better story. Yeah. Yeah. Bears and sharks. Like any, anything that's like noteworthy I'm down for. And a lot of those, unfortunately, mean it's a little bit younger than you might have planned. But selfishly, you know, that's that's your guys' problem, for example. Yeah. Oh. Wow. You guys see that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next time you see that brand, now you know. <laughs> oh, I'm going to crack a huge <laughs> smile. I'm just like, nice. Yeah. it's uh, I, We have a mutual f- acquaintance, and he told me that. I was just like, good oh, for you. I love it. It's so hard to, God, it's hard to tell a story without any details. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Especially when I'm proud of him. 
I'm just like, yeah. you know what? Somebody needs to put it out there. Everyone listening is like, that story sucks, but you showed us the name in the chat. And I'm like, that was, you did great, Cobb. That was A+. Plus. You did it on that perfectly. And they wouldn't know the name, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 we're so secretive today boys i know <laughs> you know what's funny too and this is gonna sound bad but like sunday we had an event for the men's room right we had it over at mike's chili out back in the chili bowl as they call it so great event like perfect weather right like low 80s sunny outside and there, there's a lot of people there and whatever and you know me i'm always walking around chatting everybody up having a Having a couple crispy boys, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a couple jello shots, doing my thing. <laughs> it's funny. Like once in a while, I'll start talking to somebody and like, you know, like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Then like some people are like, oh, yeah, by the way, LARP on. And I'm like, no, shit. you actually listen to the podcast, too. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I got to stop having that reaction. Just like, oh, you know what? Let me buy a beer. <laughs> I know. Despite there being thousands of listeners, it is always shocking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I'm just like I love it. Yeah. Well, so I used to be like just a big KISW fan, as we've talked about before, and like I went to some of those events just as a rando, you know. And it was like, God, how do I stand out to Ted? How do I met? You know what? I, and it's like now we're part of how people stand out to Ted at those events. They go up and they use our dumb hashtag LARP on and you know, <laughs> right. I mean, Ted's like, yeah, like- what's up, dude? <laughs> like, I wish I had a LARP on back in the day. Yeah. And it just, True. it just makes me feel good. Like, oh, you press those extra two buttons to listen to this one. Like, I respect that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that it's not rad. just on when you get in the car. <laughs> I feel like what always shocks me is when someone emails us and they're like, I've been listening for nine years and this is the first time I've reached out. And I'm like, bro, what the f-? <laughs> Sorry to swear. It's, it's like, isn't that so wild? You know, I don't know. Podcasts are weird in that way. Like the parasocial relationship. Like I listen to a couple podcasts and like if I ever saw the founders of the mic, I feel like I would. It's hard because you like know them, but you also don't, you know, it's like a very bizarre relationship that has existed previously in human history. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm pretty cool about stuff that like, I don't know if I saw like Big Cat, if I was in a bar <laughs> and Big Cat from Barstool is there, like I would probably fuck up and like fanboy because like, he's just like he's my guy on that on all the bar. So like, I love Big Cat. Like, he seems the most reasonable and this and that. Like, I don't know him, but you're right. I've built up this relationship between me and him because I consume so much of his media. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wish that would happen in Seattle. And then someone comes up to you and does the same thing to you right in front of him. And then he's like, this guy's got fanboys and he's fanboying on me. Like, yeah, dude, that's how it works around here. 2023. Keep up. Like, <laughs> Oh, all right, guys, we used to get in a lot of trouble because we talked too much food. And do you remember the two foods we talked about the most? Probably pizza and burgers. Yeah. Donuts. Donuts. A lot of donuts. Thank you. We used to talk a lot about donuts and apples, but donuts for sure. Yeah. So a couple weeks ago, I got up early on a Saturday, uh, was already pre-registered, went over to Magnuson Park. For the lard butt 1K. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> well, it's a 1K. Uh, 
you sign up the the first wave starts at 9 30 beer garden opens at 8 30 and like you get your number get your t-shirt and stuff then like they had like mimosas and like a beer truck and then the first wave is for it's like if you have the audacity to run like we didn't run but we were like well let's just go on the first wave so like a bunch of people just line up and boo you show offs I mean, it was it was awesome. There's a lot of costumes and stuff, but right. And one K is like point zero six or something like it's it or point six. Like it's super small. So there's three stops. But instead of them being water stations, it was Krispy Kreme, boys. Let's go. (laughs) Wow. Pounding Krispy Kremes and running. Damn, that's tough. (laughs) Well, nobody really ran though. That's what I'm saying. We were just walking it, and just you stop and get a donut. It's like, should we stop? I was like, yeah, we should stop and get a donut. Definitely oh, stop. Nice. Who'd you do it with? Uh, I did it with like my buddy Phil, his friend Max, and then our other friend Kim. And then uh, uh, that sounds fun. It honestly, I was not too sure about it, and it was the Saturday of Seafair, so I was like, dude, like we got a long day ahead of us. And he's like, and I guess it started in Missoula, Montana. And he's like, I've always wanted to do it. Let's just go check it out. And honestly, it was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. And it's crazy, too, is there's like if you're 250 or above, you get to go on the Legends wave. <laughs> and then like so there's obviously some people there that like don't run 5Ks or whatever. Right. Which cool. It's just for everybody to hang out. But then also there's people there who are dressed to the nines and you can tell run a lot. And they just have like a whole line of bullshit with them it's like i was talking to one dude and he's got on like a like 10k shirt like he's got the compression socks all this and he's just eating a donut and i was like how's your time and he's like not good like i think i tweaked a hammy over there on turn four (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome everybody like plays along into like this joke but it's like (laughs) nobody acknowledges as a joke it's like it's dead serious we got to line up it's a race yeah get it done (laughs) that's rad it was pretty awesome. Dude, uh, you were on one for all of Seafarers. Those <laughs> photos you were sending, I was just like, oh, my oh, God. Man. Like, Ted oh, yeah. on a clinic out there. I know. It was funny because that thread, what was that Friday night? I was like, hey, boys, just a heads up. I'm going to blow up this thread all weekend. Dude, I'm telling you, I was on one. Did the yeah, lard butt, popped into a bar, ran into the Seafarer Pirates. We're friends now. Uh, <laughs> then went down to South Lake Union, got on an Argosy boat to go watch the Angels. Oh, awesome. Yeah, did all that. Then hopped in an Uber from South Lake Union, went down to Burien to watch the uh, Jake Paul fight at a buddy's house. Partied way too hard. Got up at like freaking 345 to watch the end of that USA uh, World Cup match <laughs> that they end oh up losing, God, in, losing in PKs. Sl- go back to sleep for a couple hours. Wake up at 9 a.m cold brew coffee shower up and then i go down to a uh, boeing field because i'm going to be in the plane with the army golden knights the parachute team that's wild Ooh. that's so dope it was unreal so like we get there and like i was kind of nervous but i'm still kind of hung over but they sit us on the plane and they're like listen when you get because there's like two rows of regular seats and then the jump seats so they put us through like a 20 minute thing and they're dead serious about how quickly we're going to be going up and coming down and like do not touch your seatbelt like if you need help wave like once once we strap you into that jump seat like do not mess with anything 
So we're like, all right, yeah, so now like you getting- will fall out of the back of this plane. <laughs> yeah, right. My one buddy goes, why were they so serious? I was like, because there's a fucking open door on this plane. <laughs> That's why they're serious. <laughs> we we go through all the stuff. And, you know, Saturday on that Argosy boat, I was telling anybody that would listen. Hey, tomorrow, when you see the plane, just know I'm in there. Yeah. Think of me. <laughs> and the idea, right, of doing an aerial loop around Seafair. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. So they do the talk. Now the pit of my stomach is starting to rumble. I'm getting kind of nervous. So it's nice. Mike and me, it's Mike and I. Then they did like a like a walkthrough, right? As I usually they do this in front of more people, but like they do like the announcements, and then they did a walkthrough, which was really cool. It's like watching like a pro football team or like a basketball team just do like a walkthrough, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But it was on the ground. So now we're hyped. We're getting ready. One of the guys, Ryan, grew up in Tacoma. He knew the show. I was like, this is great. And then the guys comes over and they're like, sorry, fellas. It's too cloudy. We're not jumping today. I was like, oh, Oh. what? You're killing me. Yeah, that's (laughs) wow. Wow. That's yeah. That's like just you. They edged you, man. They brought you right there. And then just maybe maybe next year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, that's tough, dude. Damn. Just, wow. How did you? I mean, were you nervous in that moment, and then it was a relief, or you were nervous, but then you were disappointed? I was nervous and disappointed. Yeah, that's. It does sound pretty epic to get up there, honestly. Lifetime yeah. achievement for sure. And part of it was kind of scary, right? Is there like your stomach? You'll feel a drop in your stomach. They're like the main thing is your ears. As we're gaining elevation, right, like right off the deck or whatever they said, they're like, your ears might feel like they're going to explode. Just wave your hand and we'll try to level it off. So, like at that point, I, in my head, I'm like, oh, s, like yeah, I better like, not. This is not a commercial flight, boys. <laughs> we're going yeah, straight like, up. This, oh. It's a little more serious than I expected. But at this point, we're like hyping ourselves up, and then they're like, we're not going to jump. I was like, god damn it! <laughs> like, oh. why, why am I even here now? <laughs> yeah, now I'm just standing on a tarmac for the last hour for no reason. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. I don't know why that story just tickles me. Like just thinking of you out there just like sweating because you're nervous and just standing on standing on a piece of asphalt. I mean, that's literally <laughs> what it was. Just like you wow. got to be kidding. Like, we and plus, that was kind of your plans for the day. So it's like, what are you gonna go do now? You know? Oh, <laughs> into a true ted smith fashion like and i mean look they couldn't have been nicer i actually we we filled out some paperwork i think next summer mike and i might actually they were like oh we can take you out the day before for a tandem jump and you can actually jump we were like no kidding so like we're talking about all that it's like i was like all right we should go but again ted smith fashion we get back to mike's car and i go you still got your cooler in here from last night? He's like, yeah, why? And I'm like, ah, my nerves are still running. Like, let's let's tailgate a beer outside the outside the the parking lot. So we had a white claw, and then uh, yeah, just kind of called it a day because we were honestly our adrenaline was still pumping. Like just being on the plane and listening to how serious it was, we were still pretty fired up. Oh yeah, yeah. I bet, dude. I'd be I'd be hyped. Jesus. <laughs> also, for the record, uh, those guys are O for two for me. The last time I went, I was going to see them jump was the 05 Army Navy game. Again, it was cloudy. They didn't jump. So, like, when I told my brother, he was kind of giving me crap. He was like, ask ask him why they didn't jump or is it going to be too cloudy? So, when I called him on Sunday, he's like, 
How was it? I go, it happened again. He's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, they have a vendetta against the Smith boys. Oh, man. That's brutal, man. That's brutal. I did see uh, I did see your your nephew got dropped off at college. That's pretty exciting. Hotty toddy. Speaking of Smith boys. Hey, he's down there, down there at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if you wanted to say that's why I didn't say it. But yeah, dude, makes I think that makes you and I Ole Miss fans now, bro. Yeah, well, trust me, I've been talking about it a lot. I'm like, dude, have fun. Like, I'm pretty sure he's joining a fraternity. I'm just like, just don't, they just make it through this year, all right? Because next year, Uncle Ted's coming down, and I want a tailgate and the Grove. I want a good <laughs> spot. Don't get kicked <laughs> out. Make some friends. Get us a spot. That's right. <laughs> this isn't just for you, CJ. This is for your yeah. dad and your uncle and Will. <laughs> yeah, it's not about you, CJ. Just get a C minus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome dude i love that yeah i'm pumped for him no he's gonna he's gonna have a good time down there and you know that's a that's a pretty massive university so I'm like ah he should he should enjoy it down there and i you know i should call our other friend that lived down there for a couple of years oh yeah that's a good call I yeah i just that. as i'm looking at your face i was like huh why haven't i mentioned that to him yeah that would be some good intel uh let's see all right before we uh, take a break, has anybody watched the Johnny Manziel show on Netflix? Oh, my God, dude. Yes. I wanted to bring it up. And I was like, no, don't bring up like niche stuff that only you're into. Yes. <laughs> Matt, I have not yet. You can talk about it, though. All right. You know, the Johnny Manziel story. Yes. Now, I'm a bit of a crazy person because I remember that story very well. And when he beat Oklahoma, this is going to blow your mind, Cobb. You were with me because we had uh, spent the day with two other friends uh, kind of adventuring, if you will. And we had something we had something to do that night. But one of our friends was not 21. So we were at the old dad Watson's and I kept getting up from the table to go look at that score. So, like, that's how big of that game was when to A&M beat Alabama. Like, I, I was telling somebody, I was like, yeah, I remember exactly who I was sitting with what we were doing, blah, blah, blah. Wow. At the old dad Watson's, that's a throwback too. Right? <laughs> I think, uh, what was he going to say? I think it was George that was with us. It wasn't 21 yet. Yeah. Uh, that guy's probably 30 now. But I get, I like the Manziel show. I, I guess my big issue though is like, it didn't really wrap up well. Like, I, is Johnny yeah. okay? Or, or like, is is Netflix just using them now for attention? Like, oh, no. it I was a thought, weird ending. They didn't really give us anything. It felt unfinished. Correct. And it's wait, like, is it a series? Nah. Well, Untold is a series on Netflix, but each one is just like an hour and twenty minutes. Oh, because I've noticed. God, not to be a hater, I've noticed that they 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 keep taking what would be a documentary, like an hour and a half documentary, and now they're stretching it into like three one hour episodes. And so it's like, oh, maybe they're gonna like release another episode for us. Yeah, you're right. It did kind of like ramp you up, and then like just had no like it had like the rising action, and then it just kind of stopped. Yeah, and it's like that's what I'm saying. Like, is he okay? Like, I I don't know. Like, he's obviously no, he's still not. drink drinking and smoking weed but i'm like i don't not my place to tell him not to do that but it's like i don't know he talked about spending a, having a five million dollar bender on cocaine and pills so i'm like like i and maybe i'm just used to like generally i feel like by the time you make these shows there's more of a 
kind of ending to it like oh he's doing great and this and that and it's kind of was like yeah don't mess with johnny like he's still going through stuff i was like well this is kind of it's kind of sad i thought frankly yeah it felt a little premature the doc and it does feel like he's going through something but i will say he was a great interviewer and it, they did a good job of just showing you like i mean the hype was unbelievable especially in a small college town like that to be to win the Heisman Trophy as a freshman, I mean that is ludicrous. Like I can't even imagine, and honestly, I can't pass judgment on him either. Like who knows what the hell any of us three idiots would have done in that situation? Oof. Crazy moves. We'd have made ridiculous moves. I, look, I agree with you. I think one thing that's tougher for like athletes, though, as opposed to like musicians, is like musicians at a certain point, like. I don't know. You're all messed up. You make a terrible record or two. You could still come back and make another one. Like he's not going to play football again. And it's like, he just lost his entrance into all those worlds. Like it's never lost on me a much lower level, but there's a lot of things like places I can go and stuff in the city. But I know damn well, if I wasn't on the men's room or if it ended tomorrow, like those, those door people aren't going to be as friendly. (laughs) Yeah. Like, So it's like you got to keep kind of your in. And it seemed like, I don't know. I mean, he he just flamed out so quick. Yeah, I got lost in the sauce. And honestly, it sounds like he didn't get much of the money either. You know, he was getting big contracts offered to him. So like, you know, the lifestyle is going to be going to be different, too. I mean, how old is he now? Is it like way too late for him to mount any sort? I know he's untouchable, but any like, I don't know. How old is Johnny Manziel? Do you know? I go to the XFL. Yeah. I mean, he people ca- would watch. He's 30. He's 30. So, I mean, he's not that old, but I doubt a league would hire him. No. Like, right. They didn't yeah, even acknowledge. He was 26, you know, maybe. That they didn't even acknowledge what happened in Canada, right? Because I remember he signed a contract to play in the CFL and then just like a week later was like, ah, oh, he got released. So, like, there was, there was, like, I know enough about Johnny Menzel. There was a few things where I'm kind of like, ah, I wish we had, wish we had answered that one. Yeah. Yeah. That. I mean, the documentary, I will say, was fun, though. You know what I mean? Like, it was fun just watching the rise and how crazy it got. Like, beating Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Wild. Yeah. And Matt, literally, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, right, who coached at Texas Tech, then Arizona, and the NFL. Like, he's the offensive coordinator. And he tells some story about, like, his third start. Like, Manziel's out the night before, like, partying, shows up hungover on Saturday. and And he's like... Like, listen, I'm, we're going to play you, but you better play your ass off. And he just goes out there and dominates. And like, <laughs> it was kind of weird seeing the coach, you know, his, his offensive coordinator just being like, yeah, I couldn't really say much to him after that. Cause you know, he went out through six tutties and like ran for one. What am I going to tell him? Don't go out on Friday nights. Yeah. It's like, maybe <laughs> you just, you keep doing you doc. <laughs> yeah. And it's a prime example of like, they, they were making so many millions of dollars off him. Like, well, the university's not going to tell him to calm down. Like, as long as he doesn't, like, you know, hurt somebody or something like, I, you know, like there's so much money flowing in from from the kid. Like, nobody's going to tell him no. Dude, I will say this. Like, I, I don't know that he's doing great now, but I will say in his interviews, you know, he seemed uh, pretty sharp and with it and self-reflective. And I actually think he's going to be OK. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we have seen the last of him, but I think life wise. Oh, I don't know. I mean, people like that do kind of self-destruct. Uh, yeah, tough to say. 
tough to say, but, but he seemed like a nice person to just deal with, you know, like he didn't seem like it was like super, um, I don't know, super ego driven. I still kind of wish they tie up the loose ends on why he doesn't talk to his buddy anymore that helped him out the whole time. It's like his best friend. Yeah, Matt. That was like, weird. Yeah, and, the, and then they just ends with, yes, yeah, so that was the last time I talked to him. We've never spoken since. It's like, God damn. <laughs> like, the yeah. dude was basically wow. your manager in college, like, came up and with all these. Friend. Yeah, came up with all these schemes to get you paid. Like, you were the two guys. And then he's just like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> I know that is God, man. Yeah, yeah. Wild doc, fun ride though. He'll always like, maybe not always, but for a while, he'll he'll have some shot at redemption. You know, where he's at thirty, he'll still have a second act, whether it's in or out of football. um, That he could, you know, he could be like Shaq. He could become a DJ. I could see that. Or something where his notoriety will still carry over into a future endeavor because it was just he was such a big deal. Like I don't even really follow college football that much, but I heard about him nonstop. Um, and I think DJ he'll just Diesel. yeah. I mean, DJ don't get me wrong. Diesel's I love awesome. Johnny football. I've like, been loving I, Shaq's blow up. As you say, and with Manziel, like I just don't think people understand, like. Like, I was one of those people. Like, I didn't care about Texas A&M football, but it was like, when he was there, it's like, you got to watch the games. He's the most exciting player in college football. I will also say, in Manziel's defense, his his style of play, well, I shouldn't say that. He could have been a better quarterback in the NFL. Like, Tebow never had the arm, and I think Tebow's one of the greatest quarterbacks in college of all time. But you could tell he wasn't going to be a good NFL quarterback. Manziel did have a rocket arm, so I'm not going to make that excuse. Like, just yeah. you got to study some. The NFL, those guys are just all that fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. And they're all fast, and they're all big, and they're all strong, and they all really want to win. It looks like uh, right now he's running a bar, hosts a podcast, and appears occasionally on TV shows, and still plays football with the fan-controlled uh, zappers. Yeah, I mean, look, Johnny Manziel, like, there's got to be a huge swath of Texas where he'll never have to pay for a drink or a meal again. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And, hi- and his hometown is, like, located directly between Dallas, Houston, and Austin. So I think all three of those towns are probably on his side. I also, wow. d- that was one of the high, and don't get me wrong, I love the show. Like, I'm obsessed with all that stuff. I And before we break, I'll leave you with this. I did love the fact that, like, his entire life, Matt, all he wants to do is play for the University of Texas. And then he's like, eh, they never sent me much more than like a couple like standard recruiting letters. So he's like, I'll go over, I'll go next door to like one of your biggest rivals, AM, and just give you the business. Love that. I love, love that. vengeance. Yeah, right. That's I'm like, get him, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, All right, well, let's take a break here, and we'll come back with some emails. What's Madden in the Cop Topic? All right, welcome back. Thank you to all our sponsors out there. Uh, I don't know if I have any other sponsors to plug this week. I don't think I do. All right, Mr. Cobb, do we have some emails? We do. Yeah. Somehow. What? Oh, okay. Uh, pie flavor. Hey, gents. I feel like certain pies are better in different seasons, but if I had to choose only one, I'm going to pick strawberry rhubarb. Then, if you want to get a little fancy, my grandma used to also add some fresh peaches to the mix. 
Shout out to Snohomish Pie Company. If you've never tried one, check out one of their spots. Tony Bologna. In. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, haven't, I haven't tried. I'm going to tell my buddy who lives up there. That's, that uh, like- I've been to the place over in like, uh, what's that? Um, Over in the valley. Uh, it's just south of Duval. Ted, where we went to that festival. Carnation? Carnation. Yeah, there's a good pie spot over there. Reminger Farms. You know what's funny? Sat Sunday at the men's room event, I was talking to this couple and they were like, I was like, where are you from? And they are like, ah, you know, it's a little town kind of in between Carnation and Duval. You probably don't know it. I said, you think I've never had my my feet in the old Tolt River? And they were like, <laughs> what? And I was like, oh, yeah, I know it well. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Top topic, pie to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. My favorite pie is banana cream pie. Runner up, apple pie. Peace out, gents. Riker. I mean, you can't argue with either of those. Solid. Favorite pie. Uh, This one, just he led off with greetings. All the land. (laughs) All the land. (laughs) I have a story and two answers to the question about best pie. The story comes to me from my grandfather, who served in the U.S. Navy during and after World War II. Given how young I was when I heard this story and how much time has passed since he told it to me, the whole story may be, oh, man, I don't know how to say this word, bro. That's a that's a ten dollar word. Apocryphal. Apocryphal, I think is how you pronounce it. But like, uh, yeah, and full of errors. Like, I think cryptic is what that sums that up. But I don't know. Apocryphal. Yeah, I, I did, just, I've never seen that word before. I've heard it, but okay. Uh, anyways, the story goes that a friend of my grandfather was a pilot based on a U.S. aircraft carrier. He comes in from a patrol or mission late at night and goes to the mess hall to get food. The only food left are a few plates with single slices of pie. He sits down and starts to tuck into his well-deserved pie. After only a couple of bites, the ship comes under attack. Alarms are blaring. Instead of going straight to his muster station, he chooses to finish his pie. Meanwhile, the other pilots all assemble in their muster station, and we're all killed by a bomb, shell, or some other explosion. So my grandfather's friend's life was saved because he finished his pie. I can still clearly picture my grandfather slowly eating his pie at any family gathering, uh, and he always finished it. So my first answer, answer, the best pie in the world is whatever pie you're eating right now. My second answer, I will straight up murder strawberry rhubarb pie. Even better, throw some vanilla ice cream on the side. Cheers, boys. August. Wow. I mean, that's a pretty good story. That's great fair. story. Yeah. Plus, Greetings. you have to imagine, sorry, it's just like as he's going wow. through it in his head, he's just like, God damn it, not again. Like, I'm finishing this, guy, <laughs> this piece of pie. Yeah, he's like, I, <laughs> dude, it's such a man moment. You're right. He's like, he's like, he's like, I just got done. Like, God, di- not today. I'm sick of these bullshit warnings. Like, no, no, I'm finishing the pie. Like, especially with the military controlling so much of your life. Like, that was his, like, flag in the sand. You're lying in the sand, you know? Yeah. God, that is funny. I, it's just, it's funny because it's relatable. Like, I could, Ted, I could totally see you being like, no, like, I'm finishing this goddamn pie. I deserve this. Dude, it was like a year, a year ago, or I don't know, maybe like two years ago. Like, me and this girl were dating. I mean, I don't know. We were going out for like three months or whatever, right? And like I could kind of tell, like she wasn't very responsive. Like, uh, see how this is going. So she's like, Friday night comes over. Like, I was like, yeah, I'll make dinner or whatever. And like we have this talk. It's not super fun, you know. Well, you know, I still want to be friends or whatever. And I was like, yeah, like yeah, I, I'm not. 
you know, and it's that whole like, so we're not going to have sex. We're not going to be friends. Like, well, we didn't meet as friends. We met on a date. So we go back and forth for like 15 minutes. And she's like, well, I guess that, you know, I guess that's it. And I'm like, well, might as well eat. I've already cooked dinner before you drive home hungry and upset. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, what? I'm like, we might, you might as well eat dinner. And then, like, <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. I just sat there. It's like, I'm going to enjoy this goddamn pork tenderloin I made. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, dude. That's such, God, that's such a Ted move. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the land. land. I don't have much to say, but I do have a favorite pie. The hyper-specific one is the Earl Grey blueberry pie my wife made recently. Delicious wow. blueberries with Earl Grey tea in the crust with a reduced tea glaze on the outside. Incredible. For a non-specific answer, I'd take the standard blackberry. That said, I love every type of pie. I'll usually pass on pumpkin, but even that is pretty all right. Cheers, Chris. I don't know that I've had blackberry pie. I've had it as a cobbler, which was delicious. Cobbler yeah, I think that's too. I think I've had it with vanilla ice cream. A lot of pie goes a lot better with vanilla ice cream, especially those fruit ones. Um, oh, a lot of yeah. strawberry rhubarbs tonight. Yeah, know, berry strawberry- pies are getting loved. Yeah, strawberry rhubarb getting a lot of love. I should also mention they're not pies. Like they might sell pies. But if you're ever in Anacortes, there's a store called The Store. That bakery makes the best muffins you'll ever have in your life. But I know they have strawberry rhubarb muffins. Mm. Ooh. I it's, love little hitters like that. Oh, that place is so good, dude. I've been talking about it for years. Just stumbled upon it once with a on a trip with a girl just randomly. And I'm like, it, it might be the best muffin I've ever had in my life. And they're monsters. They're huge. Evening, gents. I'm a longtime fan of Mr. Smith, but new to this podcast, so I thought I'd throw my two cents in on this topic. This is probably a controversial opinion, but I absolutely love rhubarb pie. And I'm not talking about that crap watered down with strawberries. I'm talking about pure, unadulterated rhubarb. I could eat it any time of year and specifically request it in lieu of cake for my birthday. Thanks for the quality content, boys. Keep it up. P.S. Ted, I recently moved to Columbia, Missouri, and I was wondering... When are you going to make it out to see Mizzou in the stadium in your tour of college football, Eric? You know, Mizzou was not on the list, but uh, I spent a lot of time with a buddy who's a big Mizzou fan, our buddy Brett. So, like, it could could be it could end up on the list. Missouri. Yeah, I got. I, I have not spent a lot of time in Missouri. I mean, I've been to St. Louis. Uh, Ted, uh, this m- might uh, take you back. Um, I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but what is your theory about women loving Arby's? That they just love it. I don't know why. I've dated two different girls that were like, I hate fast food. I never eat fast food. I'm like, but I'll go eat at Arby's. And like, I brought it up on the men's room years ago. And like, people just started emailing in like, dude, you're right. My girlfriend won't eat McDonald's, Burger King, anything. But she'll like Arby's. Arby's. <laughs> that seems like the lowest cheapest of the whole food i mean of the fast foods you think i think arby's being kind of fancy and expensive oh i think of arby's as being like the most like just ratchet fringe meat i could imagine like that meat looks like it was scraped out from under the like cooktop of another restaurant after they finished dude 
It's roast what? beef, man. It looks like an oil spill. I I love I'll beef at cheddar is great. Honestly, that's the only fast food. That and McDonald's are the only ones that make me sick. I am not an Arby's guy. Hard pass. Wow. I know. Arby's oh. slander on the cast. And I yeah, love I fast think... food too. I'm a big fast food guy. Arby's, <laughs> you never had a Jamoka sh- no. You never had a Jamoka shake? Hell no. Ooh. That might change your mind. I honestly, you'd be hard pressed to even get me to retry Arby's. I feel like I've had just had some bad experiences there. What about just their curly fries? Honestly, even their fry game, I, I I didn't love the flavor. I felt it was weak. This is a personal issue, dude. Yeah, they're curly fries. Yeah, they sell frozen in the they sell frozen in the store. Does that make them good? I understand that people like them. But I mean, Olive Garden is the most popular Italian restaurant in the country. What does that say? It has more locations. People love free breadsticks. <laughs> they sell more man. pasta than anybody. You know, <laughs> people do love that. Dude, those free breadsticks. Ah, uh, God, I'm stuck trying so hard not to swear. They hit. They hit. What? I, go ahead. I was gonna say those three breadsticks fucking hit, baby. <laughs> there you go. That's way better. I might the, edit the, out the first time you said it. <laughs> you're right. They're busted, man. I mean, they are good. <laughs> Ted. <laughs> uh, Ted, you know how to speak to the youth. All right. Um, <laughs> from the podcast right before Seafair, Ted, I think you're onto something there with your theory about women loving Arby's. I've dated wow. multiple girls that love the place, and I've never understood why. Growing up in Shoreline, there's an Arby's on the corner of 205th and Aurora, and every time I drive by with the girlfriends, they always want to stop in. I personally am in the Jack and I'm a Jack in the Box fan. Shout out to the Jumbo Jack and Two Tacos. Hell yeah, dude. This is my guy. How much Jack in the Box was the only thing that was open late in Juanita. So that's what we always hit. I'm an ultimate cheeseburger or formerly the big cheeseburger, which they took off the menu and tacos guy. Uh, maybe it's a fancy horsey sauce Arby's has. Or yeah, because it's not the traditional burger and they have the meats. I don't know. But the women do love that beef. Love the show. Keep doing what you do. Cheers. Chris in Ballard. I mean, glad I'm glad this is how the whole theory started. I just, I, I just was kind of blown away by like one girl I dated. Like she just, she was dead set against fast food. And then one day she's like, you want to like, let's stop at Arby's. I was like, thought you hated fast food. Well, Arby's is different. And I was like, I'm not going to pick an argument with you because I like Arby's too, but it just <laughs> stuck in my head. And then yeah, it happened with another girl. And I'm like, this has to be a thing. Why Arby's? That's wild. <laughs> what, uh, what's your move at Arby's, Ted? Like what, did, what's your go-to? Oh, beef and cheddar, large curly fry, Jamocha shake. The classics. What is a Jamocha shake? That sounds fake. I, all right. Give Jamocha? me give me two minutes. You know, I know the history of this. So <laughs> Arby's, when Arby's starts, right? Like burger places are popping up wherever. So their whole thing is we're going to have roast beef, like a different kind of alternative. And it's going to be fresh. We're going to, you know, slice it in the store, this and that. So Arby's is kind of doing okay. I can't remember if they start in like Ohio. It's like somewhere in the Midwest. And then one night, one of the owners comes up with the Jamocha shake, which I think is like, it's got like, it's supposed to be like coffee flavored and chocolate together. And it just is like a whim. They're just trying to figure out something to put on the menu to bring in more people. And it's become like one of their signature items. I mean, I know people that will go there just for that shake. Yeah, the Jamocha shake. Nice. Yeah, they're from Ohio. That's yeah. wild. That's what I'm saying. You got to, by the way, another quick shout out to the foods that built America on History Channel on Sunday nights. Allah, I'm obsessed with that show. 
dude uh have you ever seen god I, I wish i could remember the name now but we we pulled up on youtube the other day and we were watching you know when you were a kid and they would show you like how things were made like how they make snickers bars how they make like dilly bars how they make ice cream whatever you know those shows yeah mm-hmm. yeah we pulled up like the old school one from the 90s and watched they have it on youtube and it's like three minute episodes probably watched 40 of those bitches like just straight up wow. just it, it's really good man i love i'm with you i love seeing behind the scenes and how that stuff is made Dude, I watch cupcake, DiGiorno pizza, like whatever. I watch an hour long show out of Europe, out of England called Inside the Factory. (laughs) 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 They just take into factories. A lot of them are food. Just like this is how it's done. Dude, that is funny with like reality shows and the rise of YouTube, how much they've realized that like people just watch people doing their thing, like whether it's people doing their job, you know, which are huge on like TikTok, like, oh, watch me at my job or like, you know, people just like trying to date or whatever, like just people being people. They're the most interesting thing. Yeah, it is. I mean, look, I I can sit here and make fun of people watching Bachelorette or the Kardashians or this or that, but it's like, look. At the end of the day, part of the reason I love sports so much is it is just reality TV. You just you don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, seriously. It is nice being unscripted. That's why I like college, too, more than the NFL for me, because I feel like there's a more chaos factor. Like that guy taking that 63-yard field goal is like a 19-year-old who was drinking hard last night in a frat. You know, like anything could happen. His parents are <laughs> at the game, dude. You know, like his girlfriend is probably making out with some other guy in the stands. Like it's anybody's game. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's just wild, wild to me. Like national championships will be on the line. It's just like some, you know, 20 year old kid. Hola, gents. I saw George Strait in 06 or so. And on the actual ticket, yes, that long ago, it had the name T Swift on it as the opener. I asked and no one knew who it was. Funny. It was Taylor effing Swift. Who knew? Wow. Also, I texted the men's room, and I'm the guy who shared a birthday with Saddam Hussein, and also the day Mussolini was executed. Someone balancing the scale, I guess. Uh, also, best quote, grass is greener on the other side. But there's dog <laughs> on both sides. Some dude on a podcast. Keep up the good work. Love you guys. <laughs> Keith, the OTR guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is a good call. <laughs> <laughs> Words of wisdom. <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of O2R or OT, like there's these new like pre-made cocktails. And I think the brand is on the rocks, mm. but all the commercials just have like fancy. I think they're uh, uh, otters and like bow ties serving cocktails. Like I haven't bought their product, but I I love the commercial. I'm like, oh, look at those fucking fancy otters serving cocktails. <laughs> just getting it done. <laughs> Get it, fellas. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's check in with what's maddening. Hey, what's good? What's maddening? Uh, before we get to what's maddening. Hey, what's good? What's maddening? Check out with what's maddening. Hey, what's good? What's maddening? Uh, before we get to what's maddening. Hey, what's good? What's maddening? Check out with what's maddening. All right. Uh, last week we were off because it was my girlfriend's birthday. We got a room at one of the really nice resorts here and nice. did a little staycation for a couple nights um had some fancy dinners and just like laid by the pool for a day uh day and a half straight and yeah it was a lot of fun uh it's called the la quinta resort if you go stay there in season 
it's not cheap. So if you're <laughs> if you're planning to come down when the weather's not 110 degrees, um, you know, don't say I didn't warn you. But it was it was great in August. The weather cooperated. We had a poolside suite that we kind of got upgraded to because no one else was there. And but there's like eight poolside suites all by each other around the same pool. So it's not like a private pool, but there's no one in any of the other suites. So it was a private pool and it was awesome. <laughs> so we had a, we had a nice time at the La Quinta resort. Shout out to them. They were, it's like a legendary place. It's from like the twenties, like the stars before Marilyn Monroe stayed there like way back in the day. And it's got a lot of cool history pictures on the wall and stuff. And, um yeah we just had a great time everything was was pretty dialed in because it's even though it's a slow season it's a it's a pretty luxurious resort so uh we had a good time with that thank you for uh letting me take tuesday off and not reschedule because we did tuesday wednesday night so we're just like well i guess oh, we're nice. off this week boys um <laughs> Yeah, well, so I had to go was, watch Brett play in his championship game of intramural yeah. beach volleyball. How'd that go? Not good. One of their, oh. uh, it's just four people, but one of the females had COVID, so she couldn't play. Oh, and then no. the other team wouldn't let him play with three guys, so it was just three of them. They they still put up a good fight. They only lost. They lost the first game by like two points or three points. Oh man! Second, yeah, it was best two out of three, so it was tough. Okay. Yeah, that's brutal. I was pulling for them. Uh, yeah, so then, what was it? Friday night? I went to downtown Palm Springs, and I met up with my buddy. We went to the 420 Bank, and I was wearing my new shirt that I had on the last cast. Cobb, you didn't see it. I have a shirt in heavy metal writing says, What the fuck is up, Denny's? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that video? No. Oh, okay. It's like this like hardcore band. There's a bunch of there's like a wild pit going and people are just slam da- dancing in the middle of a Denny's and the, the lead singer repeatedly asks the crowd what's up and it culminates with what the fuck is up, Denny's? And it's Oh yeah, I can see a new metal. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> it's just my favorite. Oh, this looks video. awesome. It's playing so a metal sick. show in a Denny's. It's so sick. Yeah, technically it's hardcore, but yeah. Uh, or I don't know. Some some idiot will be like, actually, it's not even hardcore. It's whatever. Core. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, so I'm wearing that shirt. You know, it's like kind of death metal-y riding. You can't get it right away. And then we're walking. We got dinner. We're walking back to the 420 bank at the club next door. Out front, we see a guy who's, I would say, internet- infamous but probably internet famous too but he's recently even more infamous infamous his name if you do you guys know who adam 22 is ah i do (laughs) (laughs) did you did you did you have sex with his girlfriend as well no (laughs) (laughs) but obviously like he that just blew up like two oh yeah the no chopper guy yeah yeah, so so we see Adam Twenty Two just randomly on the streets of Palm Springs. We keep walking. My friend that I'm with, he used to work for the station, Max Ted. You remember Max? Oh yeah, I know Max. Of course. Yeah, 
And so that's a pretty memorable character in, in the life of right. mine. Even my, even my KI still use standards. He's a yeah, he's yeah. a little firecracker. Uh, keeps keeps things lively. And so, but he's also the perfect guy to see Adam twenty two with. Because Max considers he's not him letting legend. that go. Yeah. So, yeah. but we keep walking, and I'm like, "That was Adam twenty two, wasn't it?" He's like, "Dude, definitely." Oh my god, dude! And then he's like, "Should I go get a picture? Should I go say hi? Try and get a picture?" I was like, "Just knowing Max, I was like, you should. Like, if he doesn't, he doesn't know you, but I know you, and you should for sure, dude. I'll take the picture." So we go over there. He says, "What's up?" And then I, I take the picture, and then uh, Adam twenty two is like, "Dude, that's a sick shirt." Do people get oh, that nice. reference? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> honestly, no. They, I don't think they do. I don't. I don't really care. It's just for me. I think it's hilarious. It's my favorite video. And then he goes, "Can I take a picture of you?" <laughs> so he <laughs> takes a picture of me, the guy who just took his picture, and then he posted it to his Instagram story. He's got 1.6 million followers. That's awesome. Dude, that's so tight. Yeah, yeah. And I looked like a little goober in it because I was like. He just took it while I was talking. So I have like some mid word face, like whatever, <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a big moment for me. So I was pretty, pretty stoked. And yeah, he's, I mean, everybody's going to know him for the recent, you know, video of his wife hooking up with another dude with him, not present, but he does a weekly show where him and his wife interview some hot chick from only fans. And then they all have a threesome like wait what is that unrelated to the no jumper is that a separate endeavor yeah yeah it's a separate endeavor that he does with his wife oh my god but yeah so yeah he's i mean he's a legend in some respects you know i don't know all his stories i'm sure he's more controversial but that's kind of all i know about him is that like him and his wife do that show and then i found out about him from the recent controversy and uh but then i learned more about that and i was like dude this guy's kind of awesome like he's had a lot of fun before he's like yeah you can go you can go hook up with a guy without me this one time babe and yeah well, and so. in his defense they had talked about it forever and stuff and then he was like all right we're actually gonna do this now yeah yeah i mean i think i think the scales are if i get like a hundred threesomes you know you've earned it babe like it seems like a pretty fair trade so yeah that was that was wild um just seeing him being with max and then running into that dude it was just like the biggest trip uh we had fun and so that was friday what saturday i got my windows tinted so that took up most of the day but was well worth it because it's hot it's you know it's insane down here and uh they do these ceramic tints that actually block the sun's UV rays and keep heat out. Traditional tints don't do that as much. So I had to pay right. an extra hundred to get the ceramic version. Cause that's like actually functional down here. But yeah, that was, you know, I just chilled kind of waited all day. I was just messing around and uh, yeah, that was a pretty low key day. And then, yeah, that was, that was the bulk of it. Adam 22 is definitely the highlight though. Of like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. He's like, can I get a picture of your shirt? Yeah, and uh, so when I went, I looked back at his story earlier in the day. He's like, people keep recognizing me. It's annoying. 
And then I was like, we recognized him and he wasn't annoyed because of my shirt. Like, yeah, it was. That is tight. But yeah, he's basically a meme at this point. So of course he liked my meme shirt. Dude, it is funny. Like I, I bought that shirt that says I love day drinking. Just got the heart. So I wore it to the men's room thing on Sunday, but I had worn it last week to that lard butt. I mean, I was like a celebrity. I think I sold 10 of those shirts. It was unreal. <laughs> like my buddy was even like, Jesus Christ, man. I, I was like, I know. I wish there was a better story. I'm just like, no, I bought it in Milwaukee. Drink Wisconsinly. <laughs> and we were like, are you from Milwaukee? <laughs> Drink Wisconsinly. Yeah, are you from Wisconsin? I'm like, no. I mean, I look like I am, but I'm not. But you're right. When somebody, I don't know. It's like somebody compliments like a specific shirt that you got for a reason. It's a nice feeling. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right, boys. So it'll come as no surprise to you that in Seattle, where I'm from, uh, I always know a guy. And I take great pride in knowing a guy. Somebody yeah. needs something, a last minute ticket hookup, uh, something, you know, legal, illegal, whatever. Like, I, I just feel like I know a lot of people. I've spent a lot of time in that community. You always got to have a guy. And there's, you know, and, and, and I've, I've been the guy, like at one point, my friend and attorney called me to like, come bring him a spare tire, like a literal spare tire and put it on his car, like just random, but he was in a suit. He couldn't do it. I was his grease man, you know? Um, so there's just, I don't know. I always really enjoy having a guy for any situation and, uh, and, and being the guy for other people if they need it. But so down in Austin, you know, I have a much smaller network. I only know, you know, 10, 20 people. So I don't have a guy and it's been weighing on me. It's weird when I'm just like, oh, I actually have to go try to find somebody to do this. Like rather than like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me call my friend. They'll all be taken care of uh, on the house. Um, so um, my question for you guys and for the people listening is if one of your friends had an I know a guy moment and then called you. What would he be calling you for? Feel free to email I mean, us. Literally the word email at thepodcast.com. Um, yeah, just send in an email if you are known for like being the guy, whether that's like the auto repair guy or just whatever. I don't know. It's it's always fun, like what people within their community become known for for helping with or whatever. I mean, there was definitely a period where I was help move a couch through an impossible small tiny hallway down three flights of stairs, guy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, Ted, Ted, don't don't say that in a negative light. You were pumped to get that call, and I was pumped to have you. I saw, that I was saw an impossible this. set of stairs. It's like the, the literal minimum allowable by law in Washington set of stairs and apartments. Like that was a it was a super tiny studio. Are they called are they called micro studios? Yeah, it was a micro studio on the top floor. Like think about yeah. it. <laughs> like I'm still amazed we got that couch out of there. <laughs> Yeah, it was, and it was a two two section like two parter too. Uh, I mean, like if had I had a bed in that studio, you wouldn't have been able to put the couch in there. That's how small it was. But I built a loft, like wedged between the two walls with pressure, and then put a bed up there and had the couch underneath. It was a dope spot. I think for me, obviously, people hit me up for tickets, but I think the main thing is just the college football stuff or tailgating. Like people sometimes will just ask me about random NFL stadiums, and I'll be like. And it's I'm the right person to ask because I'll be like, ah, I don't, I've never been there, but I know like this is kind of the tradition or this or that or, you know, some places are just more known for tailgating. So I would say tailgating because I've even had friends just be like, hey, this is going to sound weird. Like I'm 30. I've never been to a college tailgate. Like I'm going to the Husky game. 
And I'm like, all right, first of all, you got to show up with something to contribute. Like, even if it's just 12 pack of beer and a bag of chips, like, you got to show yeah. up with something. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, that and football mascots, too. I feel like you're the guy for a lot of weird situations, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I have uh, last summer, the first night I was in Montana, like I'm there with people and I knew everybody there, but I hadn't spent a lot of time with most of the group. And like the the one dude, like he had never met me before and he must have go like the next morning I get up and he's like, yeah, you were right about all three of those things. I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, he's like, we had already been drinking. Like, he's like, I thought you were just full of BS. And he's like, I, I spent the morning Googling everything you told me. And he's like, they're all true. And it was like, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I bullshit for a living, my guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, rad. How about you, Matt? Well, these days, it seems to be I'm the guy for golf induced low back pain. Uh, mm. There's a time where. <laughs> It's, yeah, I just get a lot of referrals. Um, I've still got weight loss referrals that I randomly get, like from people in Seattle. So I had some success with that back in the day on the nutrition side of things. And so the, you know, people need a guy to help them figure out some of this stuff a lot these days. That's the one that like sticks out the most. Um, a couple people, uh, I'm their guy to play a golf course way nicer than they would otherwise be able to play down here as well. Um, cause I could bring one guest at a time. And so every guest I've say, brought, you can just say his name. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I brought a couple, um, <laughs> but now they, now they think of me as like their guy to, to get them on at the really nice course in town and the plug. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one at a time I, I can do it. And you know, the bros that I've been, networking with down here all super chill so it's like yeah dude i got you of course let's go you know it'll be fun so that's yeah that's what it's been lately but it was definitely a lot of a lot of tickets back in the day for sure <laughs> like including from people that it was like that's gonna be a hard fast no dog <laughs> yeah taylor swift i just like i was like nope nope no hookup on taylor swift <laughs> turn my phone off yeah that's awesome. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, all right. It's like rock shows. I can try to pull some strings and stuff, but the one that kills me too is it's like like even if it's like Metallica. Like I'd have to put in some work, but if I really knew somebody or wanted to help them out, but like people send you gut wrenching like messages. And I know these people. I, mean, I wouldn't we're not like personal friends, but like I know them enough to see them at events about people on tough times and this and that. And I'm like you know, so my head, I'm like, all right, maybe I could figure this out. And then at the end, it's like, and a meet and greet with, you know, Lars. And I'm like, well, I can't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. I, can't, I can't get you to meet the van. <laughs> that is wild. For me, it's always like random small business advice. It's always somebody who's like thinking about starting something and isn't quite sure what to do. And so that's my, my go-to 80, 80, 90% of the time. Oh, uh, before we go, let me tell you one quick story that you boys will enjoy about our uh, our lawyer friend. There is a uh, there is a bar I frequent and we have happened to go in there on a couple nights. And, you know, my stance on bar trivia, like it's fun. It's just you got to be quiet and stuff. Boys, bar bingo is my new game. Bar bingo. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
because like you're still having cocktails you could still chat but you like when the game's on like you have to pay attention enough that you don't miss a number yeah bingo is nice for that it's like an approachable accessible game you know you yeah, gotta be on it but not too on it it's like you're not doing a bunch of crazy math and stuff yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> and when our buddy won i went crazy and somebody's <laughs> like they're like did he win a massive prize i was like no he's still got to spin the wheel but i'm like we've been here three weeks in a row and we haven't won shit. so <laughs> and you forget with bingo everybody's close and almost getting a bingo yeah oh yeah exactly it's so, everybody it's almost got it sneaky intense Oh, that's, I mean, look, I get why old people love it. I mean, I'm yeah. going to start going to bingo halls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Have you ever seen the Impractical Jokers episode where they make Sal go to the bingo hall and no. yell out bingo when he doesn't have it? Oh, oh man. those people get Oh, pissed. God, that would piss people off. Yeah. There was a girl last week that did it twice. And the second time she went up. <laughs> I looked at the guy next to me. He's like, she doesn't have it. He's like, what? I was like, she's not paying enough attention. Like this. Hang on. The guy oh, rolled no. it out as not a good bingo. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that people would be real pissed. Uh, all right. We're off next week. As I said, I will be in uh, Montana. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to sound like a country song, but like swimming, fishing, drinking beers out of coolers. <laughs> <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> cook fire it up grills and then uh yeah then we'll be back the week after that and then we might have a couple uh oh i think that's the, what I was the week after about. that i'm at burning man are you guys going that early yeah all right well it might just be a matt and ted one then i'll be on the road maybe it'll be a call-in who knows yeah well trying to get a, a date on when you guys are leaving like i did <laughs> me too <laughs> keep, bro <laughs> keep switching <laughs> yeah dude, there's one man switching it and he might have won that bingo game <laughs> that makes sense because originally yeah i'm not gonna go all through it but like yeah the, know. the days he told me he was going it keeps it keeps changing yeah oh <laughs> uh, all right uh well look for everybody else out there you know enjoy the heat in seattle while we have it summer's uh we're kind of you know we're at april 15th we're kind of hitting that midway point so like get out there like especially if you're in the northwest the rest of the country's tired. They're over the heat. Like, hey, you're in the Northwest. Get out there, enjoy some rivers and lakes, and uh, you know, kick the kick the crap out of the end of the summer. Stick to, uh, to the ones that you're used to. <laughs> I know, dude. I tweeted out a couple weeks ago something about like sharks and orcas. I was like, I'm just gonna stick stick to rivers and lakes. Did not dawn on me that the TLC saw or TLC saw <laughs> and people are just like, I saw what you did there. And I'm like, I was not trying to actually be that funny. I just, <laughs> I was trying to make a joke about orcas eating people and otters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, all right. From CTP for Cobb. I'm the Ted Smith is the podcast. Cheers.